Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Colton Dunn, and I survive a hurricane. I really did. Well, superstorm. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm the unsinkable Jesse Thorne. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wait, say that again. I have a new one. Say you're the unsinkable Jesse Thorne. I'm the unsinkable Jesse Thorne. I'm Jordan Morris, Kathy Bates. <laughs> Wait, that's not a nickname. That's another person's name. I mean, you know. Beloved actress and director Kathy Bates. Yeah, well, that's what I want to be. You, you just want to be if you're Kathy being, Bates? If you're being a new one this time, then I want I want to well, be a new one I that's be, related to yours. Can I be Laura Linney? Yeah, sure. Do you want to change yours? Well, I want well, to then change mine into make Laura sense. Linney. If it's a question of what we want to be, yeah. then I want to be Laura Linney because she's classy. Mm-hmm. She's surprised. A little, a little sexy. She's a little sexy, and she's surprisingly funny. Okay. You know, you give Laura Linney something but to you work can, with, she will nail it. I guess you could say and all the I same things say, about Kathy Bates. Absolutely. A absolutely. sexy. She's very sexy. Yeah. In Kathy Bates' case, I'd say sex <laughs> appeals at the center <laughs> of her thing, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Like, her main deal. Want to introduce our guest here? Why don't we? Um, you know him as a comedian. You know him as uh, Jordan's co-star in the television program Game Shop, mm-hmm. Mr. Colton Dunn. How are you, sir? A.K.A. Thandy Newton. Thandy <laughs> Newton? Really? You're going to go Thandy Newton on us? <laughs> That's me. I have not seen the C word. I've... I've talked to some people that mm-hmm. I know whose opinions... The television show, The C Word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've I... seen a cunt before. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. Oh, um, no. That's true. I... That can uh, be a little bit of a cunt. I have consulted with some people mm-hmm. whose opinions I trust. This is Laura Linney's TV show. Yeah. They okay. tell me I don't need to watch The C Word. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love Laura Linney. Yes. You've been very clear on that subject. She's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Okay, but I don't need to see the C word because it's just a disappointment like every other show on Showtime. Oh. Except for Homeland, which I haven't seen. Homeland's good. From what I understand, Homeland is not just a disappointment. But it's not it's it's the C word apparently suffers from some of the same problems as your other shows starring gifted actresses as outrageous characters in outrageous situations that are billed as comedies, but nothing really funny happens in them. <laughs> and they're also not particularly dramatically compelling. Um, yeah, I, I would like to watch Homeland. Basically, everyone in my friend group is watching it. But I, I think I will have a hard time taking Claire Danes seriously. Yeah, I, You'd think I so, but it, it works. She's Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, into yeah, it? You're into Homeland? Oh, yeah. You get over it quick. Okay. She has those same qualities. Yeah. It's a little sexy. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll be funny if you need her to. Sure. Chin, chin I don't know dimple. if she's Laura Linney she's funny. She's got a dimple in there. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. She's never been in the movie. You can count on me. It's a great movie. That's Laura true. Linney's tremendous in that movie. Come on. You I think you should watch me? the C word. I think you should give it a shot. Really? Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll see what everybody else doesn't see. You seem to to look into her. You know. But, I mean, everyone else knows that You Can Count on Me is great. I'm not speaking out of school when I recommend You Can Count on Me. 
Uh, I don't think so, but you, do you definitely have do a you connection. Have beef with Kenneth Lonergan? Me? No, no, no. I have no beef. I have no beef. I just don't understand why you're beefing with Lonergan. Uh, well, uh, uh, if there's a beef out there, I need to settle that right now. Because squash, squash it. Let's get let's get Brother Farrakhan in here. Squash the beef. <laughs> but you do. You have spoken out against early Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes, yes. Just sloppy. <laughs> Just sloppy all around. Wait, can... hey, hey, sh- what? Hey, how about this? Shave. Yeah, yeah. Give that a shot. Give yourself a nice, get a clean shave before going on camera. Yeah. I don't know. He's a handsome man. He's great. He though. can do whatever he wants with his facial hair. He's a gifted actor as well. That's true. Was a, he was a good part of the movie The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Sure. As I, re- as I recall. He wa- yes, you're correct. He yes. was he We was have very addressed, good We've addressed on this program the fact that I watched The Avengers on a transatlantic flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the screen didn't – the person put in front of me put their seat back all the way oh, no. and the screen didn't tilt enough. So I did not have a full grayscale – like everything looked like it was at night even though it wasn't because <laughs> of the plasma screen and the LCDs weren't – you know what I'm talking about yeah. here? Yeah. Well, I mean there's – I think I – think... I think there are there are ideal plane movies. Yeah. And I think the qualities of an ideal plane movie are something that's not visual, like something that isn't action packed. Yeah. And uh, something, something without plane crashes. Yeah, something, something with no plane, plane crashes. crashes. Yeah, definitely. Uh Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I remember the Avengers having a lot of things you know, they were spaceships. They weren't commercial airliners, but things kind of plummeting. Well, you would think that yeah. maybe here's, that would be it. A... Here's why I watch the Avengers. Oh wait, and the and the uh, the other quality is something you can tune in and out of and not miss too much. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing with the Avengers. Maybe fall asleep for a couple minutes. I missed it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I would have gone. I'll go look. I'm not. I'm not too fancy to go see the Avengers. I'll go watch that. Sure. But I didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. because I, as you know, I have a young child. I don't leave the house very often. Mm-hmm. This is. I'm basically he, getting yeah. – I'm functionally getting drunk right now. Like that is the level this. of action that I'm getting just being here <laughs> at work <laughs> podcasting <laughs> with you two. And – but I'm not going to rent the Avengers. Yeah, you're not going to – did that look nice on, nice on a Blu-ray? I don't want to – I don't want to watch some dumb get on, Avengers. Get it on Netflix. You can get it on – you'll be able to get, get it on, it on uh, some sort of online provider. But yeah, I should not have watched it. I should not have watched it on the air. The reason I watched it on yeah. the airplane is because what I'm looking for <coughs> in an airplane movie is yeah. inoffensiveness. Sure. Something that I'm curious about might not go to the trouble of watching otherwise. Yeah. Those those are also great airplane movie qualities. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what movie I watched and enjoyed on an airplane, Music and Lyrics, starring Hugh Grant. That sounds like a great airplane. <laughs> I had a great time watching it. I love Hugh Grant, but I'm not going to go to a Hugh Grant movie. You know, this is not for me. Cloud You're... Atlas, Hugh Grant. Is Hugh Grant in the movie Cloud Atlas? Oh, yeah. What's he doing in there? He plays a number of different characters. As they all do, correct? That's right. I haven't seen the movie Cloud Atlas, but I did read a New Yorker article about yeah. it. I would not watch it on an airplane. Okay. <laughs> Unless it's a long flight. Uh, Colton, I, you now you before we came here, you saw the film Cloud Atlas. Yes. Uh, how, how much I would – I'm going to ask – did or would being stoned during the movie help? It seems like one of those yeah, like know, I thought stony... about it before the movie actually because uh, I, I I do enjoy to get stoned getting stoned before I go to a movie. But yeah. uh, the length of Cloud Atlas would outlast my high. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I figured uh, if I got stoned, I would 
not be high anymore by the end of the movie. And by the end of the movie is probably when it's going to be really necessary. Like that's when you'd, whoa, you know. When all the pieces are coming together. Yeah, And so I just went, I I saw it straight edge. Uh, And it was was still very magical and beautiful. How long of a movie are we talking about? It's about, I think it's like two hours and 40 minutes, two hours, 50 minutes, almost three hours long. This is made by a popular brother and sister team? Yes, uh, by the Wachowski siblings. Uh, I think the they're calling themselves them. they're calling themselves the Wachowski Starship, the Wachowski Hurricane. There's, yeah, they have they have some sort of weird name for themselves. <laughs> okay. That was not in the credits. It's not by, directed by. Well, because they can't be the Wachowski brothers, sure anymore. Because one of them is now a lady, mm-hmm. Lana. I so Lana. And, and there's one other person who directed Cloud Atlas as well. I forgot. In the addition name, to the two Wachowski brothers, yeah, yeah there's one. There's other three directors on this movie. Yeah, they direct different segments of the film. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so funny. The other director is from Run Lola Run. So it's That's like right. it's like the studio. Oh. Like we're going to call together the three most beloved stoner filmmakers of all yeah. time. Just the three. I mean, if you could get maybe Terry Gilliam in there to do a segment, maybe that's that would be. He did be... some animation uh, right, <laughs> transitions. Right, right. <laughs> this is like this. That is the most powerful. Donnie Darko guy too. That's the most powerful team of. <laughs> uh, it's more than moronic just... visual stylists. Yes. Well, aesthetic stylists, yeah. I would say, but none of them is. None of them is like uh, a Michael Bay type or a – what's that other guy called? What's another guy that's like Michael Bay? Tony Scott. Tony Scott is exactly who I was thinking of. Good work. So the it, neither, none of them is that. It's a specific kind of artsy version of that yeah. who can yeah. make the uh, most artsy, amazing, but also contentless and disastrous City of Lost film. Children. Who is that guy? Oh yeah, City sure. Lost children, oh, sure. delicatessen, yeah, alien resurrection, yeah, French guy, yeah. I can't think of what his name is, it's, but that's a French, perfect yeah. Pierre, example. Uh, Pierre Croissant, yes, Pierre Croissant, <laughs> exactly. So okay, so what I want to know is I, after I um, after I read this New Yorker article about mm. this film, this is how we learn about various cultures. You, you should understand I'm a 65 year old from the Upper East Side. Okay, and I I found myself wondering if I should watch this movie. Now, here's the thing. I saw Revolution Matrix uh-huh. at the movie theater in Santa Cruz when we were in college. I went to it because my friend Tyler, uh-huh. our friend Tyler McNiven, uh, now of the restaurant industry in San Francisco, uh-huh. had a friend at the movie theater who could take us to any movie. We'd just go and he'd just be like, okay, go on ahead. So I went to this movie. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Boy, yeah, those last two Matrix movies are yeah. bad. And it's so funny because I I distinctly remember I think I I think probably the only time I ever cut school in high school was to see the first Matrix movie. Yeah. I think that was probably the first and only time I cut school was to go see the Matrix. And maybe it was part of it was you know, the adrenaline rush of cutting school. I, I don't know what it was, but for some reason I like I saw... really distinctly remember seeing that in the theaters and it being it was the awesome. best movie ever. I walked out of the movie being like, oh, this – everything has changed. This yeah, is, movies are now is, different. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is, is the, the best shit I've ever seen. The bar is high. I see now – this is another movie that I saw on home video. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeez, I had not man. seen – I had not seen the – hey, look. I saw I saw City of Lost Children in the theater. There you go. <laughs> so I – I went to see I, I went to see Re- Me- Revolution Matrix, mm-hmm. Matrix Revolution, starring Cornell West, Doctor Cornell West, mm-hmm. 
And as much as I enjoyed Dr. West's work in the film, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I thought, that's horrible. I should watch Matrix, the movie. So it was called Matrix, the motion picture. Mm -hmm. And find out what everyone's on about. Because everyone's telling me about (laughs) blue pills and green pills (coughs) and Keanu Reeves and the different Mr. Smith guys that are going to Washington and so forth. Yeah. So I went to see, I, I went, I watched this movie. I think I may have seen it in class in college. Mm-hmm. When you're a culture studies major, you graduated in 2003. You, you really yeah. are going to end watching up watching the Matrix, the Matrix four or five times. You're going to talk about Michel Foucault. So I watched The male it. gaze. I fucking hated it. Yeah. You the know, first Matrix. The first Matrix. Like, I thought it was this is so, after you watched the other Matrix. Yeah. So, think, but the other one was worse. But you thought I the fucking, first one was worse. No, the second oh. one was worse. Okay. I would have liked it if Cornell West was in the first one. Yeah. Cornell West should be in all movies. Yeah. I think that, yeah, the Matrix falls in in a category of movie. Like I think, you know, I think Avatar does a little bit of like a movie came out that looks cooler than yeah. anything else and you yeah. see it on the big screen and it changes the way like movies can look. And then, but once movies Horrible? start... Did Avatar just make it so all movies could give me a headache? <laughs> I fucking yeah. hated yeah. that movie. You That's another well one 3D. of the worst movies I ever saw in a movie theater. Well, I think that I think that those movies in particular don't that you know they don't age well because after they come out and look cooler than everything yeah. else, then everything else just looks that cool. Yeah, and it's like impossible to like put yourself in a mode again or like remember when things didn't look this cool. Yeah. So anyway. Matrix yeah, for sure. Matrix there. is definitely in that world, you know. Uh, yeah, and if you but were already, if you hadn't seen you it, if this. you hadn't seen the Matrix, if you didn't see the Matrix until the third movie was already in the <laughs> yeah, theaters, yeah, yeah, everything visually there would have been nothing new. The whole because all advertising, everything that was out there was all post Matrix. So everybody was you'd already seen the bullet time movements. Yeah. You already yeah, seen all I that. mean, I remember when like we went into the theater, fall, we had never seen a camera had, follow a bullet into a guy ever. that had never happened before. Yeah, uh, you know, and so uh, so we we got the joy of seeing that that you you know you you missed out on. Was the story great? I don't think anybody walked out saying what an amazing yes they did story. That can't believe they did. You got, yes, <laughs> nobody they did. totally did. They wanted did to that? talk to you about it. I think like Who stoner, like stoners. But that's everyone. Maybe it was everyone <laughs> in my demographic. But like everyone yeah, wanted I think to talk nobody, about Anybody who'd seen a sci-fi movie, though, wasn't like, whoa, I can't believe they did yeah, they know, totally virtual were. reality. Yes. Everyone right. wanted to fucking talk to you about The Matrix. <laughs> you guys cannot retcon that out of out of our our collective past. I don't think people wanted to talk about it because of the amazing story that it was. I don't yeah. think so. People I, I were making like derivative works based on the story of the Matrix that explored the ideas of bullet time and being plugged into the Matrix and all of this different shit. People wanted to talk. I think there was I an know, interesting connection between that and the internet, it. but uh, I had yeah. not seen the movie, and I remember everyone talking to me about it and being like, "This does not sound that great." <laughs> okay. 
Look, we'll we'll chalk this up. Point of difference. Yeah, I disagree. I think you, everyone you think wanted everybody to loved to the Matrix you. because I mean, of the yeah, story. I guess I can. Yeah, that's I'm why. Not, no, you are changing what I said. Well, that's because here's my my argument is everybody did not love the Matrix because of the story. So if you're saying my that's argument the only is point that I'm everyone <laughs> wanted to talk to you about the fucking <laughs> yeah. themes. Okay, I'm not saying yeah. that they didn't sure. love it because it looked cool. Yeah, I'm saying that they loved it because it looked. cool. I think maybe you and there was a Donnie yeah. Darko level of them wanting to talk to you about the themes. I think of the maybe film. you are I taking you are taking an unusually high sample of stony college assholes. Yeah, or in my case, I think it would be stony high school assholes. Yeah, so it yeah, would be yeah. art. School. So yeah, I mean, I definitely there the philosophy <laughs> and the kind of you know the references to maybe we're in the Matrix. Right, I think that really appealed to that demographic. But yeah, I definitely remember when I saw it. Like, I mean, you know, we were talking about how cool the slow motion was and stuff like that. So I think that the, but yeah, you're definitely like, there's the Donnie Darkos, the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas that like, you know, the, the sub, the pseudo intellectual stoner loves yeah. to like. To this day, I will watch about. The Matrix. I only watch the scene where they enter the building if I watch it. <laughs> like, I'll just fast Stop forward until they go into the building and they shoot all the guys in there. Watch it all the way up until Lawrence Fishburne jumps out the window. I think yeah. I fell asleep done. watching The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. And I'm not a big going to sleep in movies type of guy either. It's very dull and everybody wears sunglasses, so it's hard to engage characters who have sunglasses on. Right. Yeah, well, you know, you got to identify with the protagonist. If you don't identify with the protagonist. You're done. You're done. I learned that from screenwriting mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think it was just like a weird, you know, it was just a weird, you know, not coincidence, but like, okay, like the Matrix looked so cool and it was like something people were aping, you know, constantly after that. But it just happened to have this like pseudo intellectual, you know, bullshitty philosophy thing. So I think, you know, when they let the guys have free reign to make the sequels, they're like, you know what people loved about this? Uh, the pseudo-intellectual bullshit. Would you guys run with that? So in the next ones, there was less cool-looking stuff and more yeah. and more philosophical bullshit. Every, I don't think you're going to like Cloud Atlas. Really? No. Even if I might like the novel Cloud Atlas <clears throat> by David Mitchell, I thought, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. maybe you'll get into the uh, you know the the re you know reincarnation and life never ending, and maybe maybe you'll get into that stuff in it. Yeah. But if it's if, but, if that, but if the visual styles of those guys didn't bring you into the Matrix, I think you you may just want to want to wait you know you what fly, movie? until it's on a plane. You know what movie? <laughs> you know what movie I would probably like? <clears throat> Speed Racer. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's definitely gotten like cult status these days. I've hear. I've, oh, yeah? I've, there's like. I mean, this is. To be fair, the same dude that tells you that Speed Racer is good is the same dude that'll tell you about the themes of the Matrix, but. A lot of those dudes tell me like fucking Speed Racer man underappreciated ch- game changer game changer. So game I've, I've heard, changer. I've heard game changer about. Can you uh, have something that's underappreciated and a game changer? <laughs> like if it's a game changer, doesn't that mean it's appreciated enough to change I, the game? The conversation I had was that like in a few years people will realize how <laughs> genius Speed Racer was. Yes, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm curious and I definitely want to see it, but I haven't br- brought myself to do it yet. Well, I would give as an example of an underappreciated game changer, Babe Ping in the City. Mm. Obviously, the more and more f- films for children have their animal protagonists in genuine mortal danger yeah. <laughs> in a dystopian future nightmare world um, that's ruled by Mickey Rooney and his evil group of <laughs> apes. <laughs> Sure. 
Um, but at the time, a lot of people didn't realize that was going to be the consequence of – and a lot of people, when they see one of these Mickey Rooney 8 movies, they don't trace it back to Babe Pig in the City. They don't. No, they don't realize that Mickey Rooney is the, is the source of – that Mickey Rooney in Babe Pig in the City is the original movie where Mickey Rooney plays a kind of terrifying clown figure yeah. with a group of clown apes that perform at parties in a scary but beautiful uh, delicatessen like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just another that's just another example. Are they gonna? Aren't they making seven more Avatar movies? Uh, yeah, Cameron uh, says Cameron says that he wants to make four more Avatar movies, oh, and I think that yeah, I think where he's gonna have trouble is that you know. Avatar's appeal was looking cooler than anything else, but mm-hmm. I I don't know if there's anybody who's attached to the Avatar world. Yeah, that like I'm I not... guess there's some assholes who probably learned the language because there is a language. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm are... not going to tell you that people talk to each other about what happened in Avatar. Right. I'm not that stupid. Okay, I'm not going to try and good. sell you that bill of goods. <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> yeah. That the people who liked Avatar just thought it looked cool. And I fucking hated it because it's the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, man. It's rough. And also it gave me a headache. So yeah. I couldn't appreciate anything about it. I didn't even think it looked that cool. To be perfectly yeah. frank, I felt like it looked like a billion things happening at once for no reason. Do you wear glasses? No, I don't. No? Yeah. I mean, was, I think... was, do, you get, do you get headaches in other 3D films or was it just this one in particular? Uh, I have not seen a lot of 3D films. Okay. Um, but I, I might get headaches in other 3D films. But I found it. I found it uh, unpleasant to watch for the reasons yeah. that I mentioned. It yeah. just felt like they had put a thousand things on the screen <laughs> yeah. with it's no a- <laughs> rhyme or reason <laughs> yeah. to it. Sure. Like there's no sense of sort of composition or – When you watch it without 3D, I've watched it on television, it's completely yeah, insane. Sure. You're just like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on in this screen? Um yeah, but, but I, mean, I, think, I guess that is kind of James Cameron's thing, though. He makes yeah. these dumb movies that just look cooler than anything else has looked. Like, I mean, look at Aliens. Like, nothing up till then looked that cool. And I mean, Can, even, like, Titanic, like, you know. But I like Aliens. Yeah, I mean. I like the story yeah. of Aliens. Aliens is, Aliens, I mean, I think the, the dumb fun of Aliens is more appropriate to that yeah. movie. Um, Can I? But I do too. I mean, I will watch Aliens fucking any day of the week. Yeah. But but yeah. So I mean, maybe for the next four ma- Avatar movies, he will manage to, you know, up his cool looking game. But it. it seems like he can just make any movie. And just what's going to be better, the Avatar movies <clears throat> or the new Star Wars movies? There, wait, there's new Star Wars movies? Yeah, they're oh, going to make three yeah, more. You've been in a media yeah, you've blackout. Been in a, yeah. George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I totally. can't believe you don't know oh, that's this. So funny. Yeah. Is that really true? Yeah, totally oh, yeah. true. He gave, Sold it. he gave all the money to charity, and he says Disney can just make as many Star Wars movies as they want. So to. Disney, and they're going to have one out Disney in two immediately years. announced that we're going to be making movies every two years. How? Okay, so I believe you because you both are on the same page yeah. here so consistently. <laughs> it's true. There's, you can look oh, online should, and see I the picture me. of George Lucas signing the oh, contract. We should make up something fake. How okay, much money did he get for this? I don't know. Uh, it was like a, in a billions. Yeah. Like it was a crazy number. Yeah, I bet it was many billions, right? Yeah. What be. charity did he give it to? Some education. He said something that had to do something with education. Oh, he kids. has his own educational foundation. Yeah. Yeah, they, they underrate on public radio sometimes. Yeah. Here, I guess here's my, here's my 
case for new Star Wars movies. Couldn't be worse than the last round. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what's the problem with the Star Wars movies? That George Lucas is directing them. A, is this... An out-of-touch crazy guy. I mean, yeah, let's somebody else do it. And is maybe, this uh... episode of our show just called The Dumbest Movies Jesse Has Seen in a Theater? <laughs> so I really avoid going to see dumb movies, but I saw two, one or two of those Star Wars movies, oh. and they were so bad. Yeah. And I heard the third one was not that bad. The third like, it one was, is the best It of was okay. But I'm not going to watch that. I already saw the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I would, after hearing you have to sit through the first two, I wouldn't say. But if anybody has not seen those, the, the, those uh, episode one and two, just see episode three and then the old trilogies, yeah. and I think you're fine. I don't think you even need to see episode three. I'm not going to lie to you. But you know, it's I, fun. Yeah. It's it's got it's got the stuff that you want. It's got like the the, the you know Darth Vader killing everybody. You know, it's got all the stuff that you wanted. Yeah, to cool cool lightsaber fights. I cool thought the lightsaber lava fights. lightsaber fight is oh, pretty cool. Is there epic. anything about trade relations? Because that's what I look. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Because trade embargoes and <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I think I think. I think there's a problem with Star Wars. I think I've talked about this before. I think there's a problem with Star Wars. The the same problem with Saturday Night Live is that like everybody, you were you know you were ten to thirteen when you saw it. You fell in love with it, and you don't realize the downsides of it because you were just you're young and you're impressionable and it's cool. But yeah, I mean, it's like I think Star Wars movies are just for kids, you know. And I think that an adult seeing it will think that they're dumb. The, you know? the other thing about the Star Wars movies that's, again, a lot like Saturday Night Live yeah. that people don't give them credit for is they Tim write... Meadows is great. <laughs> no. Up to the end. They, they write those from Monday to Thursday, and right. then they have a dress, and then they just put it on stage and see what happens. Mm. And for the first three Star Wars movies, the original trilogy, that worked out really well. Mm. I mean, there's a little bit of staginess in some of the dialogue, um, and the performances. You know, but a lot of times you can't even tell they're reading off the cue cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So but yeah, I think I think that I think that maybe another director can make a Star Wars movie that's probably pretty good. I think um, so. Yeah, I mean, Empire Strikes Back. That's the best one, right? George Lucas didn't direct it, so yeah. And but I think no matter what it is, will be for kids. I kind of think Star Wars is the best one, the very first one, yeah. The New Hope. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy that one the most as well, though I do love – I do like Empire Strikes Back. Well. I, I mean, hey, look, I, I, I like Return of the Jedi. I think that's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is I just kind of think that people have built up this idea that Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Jesus Christ, are we really talking about this? Let's get Kevin <laughs> Smith in here. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith is here. Okay, look, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. la, 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 la. la. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan oh Moore. wait, the unsinkable Jesse Thorne. Jordan Morris, Kathy Bates. Colton Dunn, Tandy Newton. Um I survived a hurricane. Yeah, so so uh Excuse so you only me. a superstorm. Superstorm. I don't want to is... get sued by the weather policeman. What are the different What's the difference? I heard superstorm and I heard hurricane, but I I didn't I know. I think it was a hurricane while it was over the water, but once it hits the land, it's not no longer a hurricane. It slowed mm. down then. Yeah, by the way, I don't want to get sued by the weather policeman. Apparently the weather policeman only has civil powers. Yeah, they can right. only sue people. They can't <laughs> put you in jail. In yeah. 
Um, yeah, I we so we had yeah. It has been an eventful couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I went to New York City. Mm-hmm. This is a major city on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, heard about it. I uh, did a couple of live Judge John Hodgman's with our friend John Hodgman. That was a blast. Absolutely. Are those available for download? I mentioned on the last show that maybe they would be, but I didn't know for sure. One of them is already available for download. It features, if I remember correctly, it is the first episode, which features our friend Jonathan Colton Mm -hmm. as well, and some very heady and intense discussions. Some very serious business goes on in that. And the next one, uh, you can actually watch on video. uh, uh, If you go to my Tumblr, which is jessethorne.tumblr.com, uh, I've just posted it up there. You know, you might have to page scroll back a page or two, but uh, you can watch the video, and it will be out in audio on the podcast next week. That one features uh, the brilliant Jean Grey, oh, cool. uh, not the comic book character, the rapper, yeah. um, and a lot of other cool stuff. So that was that was really fun. I got to do fun New York stuff. If you're in New York, I recommend going to the Fashion Institute of Technology Museum and checking out the Ivy Style exhibition. Really wonderful. It's free. Can also check out some beautiful gowns. Sure, if you want to take a look at a Christian Dior gown. Oh, by the way, that was my favorite gown in the whole the whole oh, yeah. joint. Dior, yeah, it was a beautiful black number. I it mean, all just makes gorgeous. sense when you see this one. It, yeah, look, it, all the pieces fall into place. Yeah, it's like the last act of Cloud Atlas. In that <laughs> <laughs> That's the gown that you really want to be stoned for. Yeah, yeah. We had Max Fun Conies. Did you have a good time at Max Fun Conies, Jordan? Blast and a half. It was a great time in the Poconos, hanging out with kicking it with Cavett. Mm-hmm. Is how I like to describe it. We were hanging out with Dick Cavett. No big deal. Cool man. What well, jealous? I heard Hodgman and David Reese fucking shut the party down. I heard those guys were going – I heard that they snuck back into the room with the DJ equipment, turned it on, and eventually got kicked out by hotel security at 4.30 in the morning. Cool. Well, listen. I – you know, I I feel like there's for, – for Max FunCon, you know, you want to leave a little mystique. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say specifically what went on. Right. It's right. like, you know – Well, I left out the orgy. It's like one of – Jesse – Sorry. Oh, no, geez. you didn't. It's out there. I think it was Cloud Atlas themed. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh gosh! Lots of white people in Asian makeup. <laughs> <laughs> the best of both worlds. Um, the two most fuckable races. Um, <laughs> you're thinking. Whoa. You're thinking of the orgy at AnimeCon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm remiss to, to, to go into a lot of particulars because I think part of the appeal. I mean, I'm just looking out for your business interests, right. Jesse. Right. Is you want a you want a layer of haze. You want a layer of fog around it. There so, was a literal physical layer of haze and fog around. <laughs> exactly. Me. I think that's what that's what uh, that's, that's why what hotel helps. security was notified. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is I hear David Reese is quite the fucking dance party jammer. He is. I can I can attest to this firsthand. Um, Dude will get the dance party started. And uh, I we had a spectacular time at Max Funcon mm-hmm. East. So many amazing. I, I was really gratified. We had uh, we had an amazing stand-up show in which mm-hmm. uh, Michael Ian Black uh, did an entire 30-minute stand-up set with his daughter, who I think is eight, mm-hmm. uh, sitting next to him on the stage in a chair, um, which was great. Worked out really well. Totally. Um, but I was really happy because we had a, uh, a great sketch show with the New York sketch group Two Fun Men, who were fantastic, and our old friends Ten West, um, who are a brilliant, brilliant sketch group from, from Los Angeles. And uh, I was 
I there there's somebody that I always wanted to bring to a Max Fun Con just because they're not famous at all, and yeah. I just thought people should see them, and uh, just a rousing standing ovation, something I'd never justified, justified. Yeah, I mean they just blew the fucking mm-hmm. roof off. Um, it was really. Although I feel like I have not, I feel like I've only seen them once or twice where they haven't gotten a standing ovation well, because they're so fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean it's lot. one of those things that you just feel compelled to stand up for. Colton, for you, these guys do a sketch show that is mostly silent. It's like uh, oh, okay. it's kind of classic clown work, but it doesn't feel like stuffy or ironic. It's cool. you know it feels like they're. And where it's, would I see this? It's very sincere. It's very funny. Oh, also, it's not a. Um, it's not a. It's not a tribute to funniness. Yeah. It is actually sincerely funny, but also very emotional. Mm-hmm. You totally. get to go through a lot of sure, feelings totally. watching that thing. It's a roller coaster. Anyway. Where do you see these guys? You can see these guys here in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, they don't – they've done UCB before, but they do mostly like circusy things, like things that you would also see like a burlesque performance at or a oh, fire eater. So, up. yeah, they oh, kind okay. of like – And legitimate theater. They're both yeah. professional legitimate theater actors. Uh. So they will be in a real theatrical So they won't production. be at the Yuck Yuck Hut. No, sadly no. they not, won't. Not Haha's Cafe in North Hollywood. <laughs> they've got a they've got a brief run coming up at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, yeah. but besides those things, so I just opening for Richard Jenny. Max Funcon. Maybe he's dead. Max Funcon was such a good time, and so the whole the whole time that Max Funcon's going on, there's this specter of the Frankenstorm, mm-hmm. which is what they were calling it at the mm, time. Yeah, and. Jordan, you left on Sunday night? I did, yeah. No, I left on Sunday night, um, flew out of Newark, and our plane left an hour before they were to close down the airport. Yeah, Nick. So just barely. Nick and Julia, who are uh, the producers of Bullseye, Nick's our, our production director, uh, were on a JetBlue flight where on the, they came on the PA mm-hmm. and said, just so you know, this is the last flight out. Yeah, yeah. Like the literal last flight out of the airport before they locked it down. Um, and yeah, and it was funny. It was, you know, I um, waiting in line through security. It was the longest I had ever waited to get through an airport security line. It was probably two hours, soup to nuts, just waiting in this. Wow. Just to go from getting your boarding pass wow. to getting on the plane. And, it was, you know, I think because of it was so many people were trying to get out while the getting was good. Um, so I was there for a long time, and I think the funniest thing that happened was um, there was I was behind a Hasidic Jew. Oh yeah, uh, I know those things. Yeah, <laughs> you've seen those things. Um, you know, in 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 full regalia. Sure. And four locks, the whole nine, the whole nine. And another Hasidic Jew came up and stood next to him, and but just so so he you know he made sure I was comfortable with it. He turned around and said, "It's okay, he's with me." <laughs> And I was like, well, I figured, but thank you. That's very polite. <laughs> he's not just some stranger who walked up next to this other guy. Yeah, he's not just cutting. It to would look be great <laughs> if in the Hasidic community there was a sort of unwritten rule. Yeah. You know, like, or how about this? What if in one of, in, in some portion of the Talmud, mm-hmm. it said, if you see another, you know, follower of Yahweh, mm-hmm. let him cut in line. <laughs> in line, yeah. You see, you may join him in his yeah. spot in line. I would have liked to have seen the same thing happen with two cowboys. <laughs> There's a cowboy. He's with me, partner. It's okay. He's with me. It's my buckaroo. My my wife and I had decided to fly out on Monday morning mm-hmm. because oh. uh, we didn't want to fly to have a nighttime flight with Simon, my sure. son, who's 15 months old. Oh no! And so oh no, we just got an email. We got two emails. Our tickets had been booked separately. Mm-hmm. This is the first issue. Our tickets were booked separately because 
the folks at the Green Space in New York who hosted the Judge Sean Hodgman, they bought my plane ticket to New York. So I then followed up by buying seats on the same airplane for my wife and child. And so I got an email that said on Sunday that said my flight was canceled and it was rescheduled for Wednesday. So I'm like, you know what? We can make it until Wednesday. Like we have friends to stay with. We can go stay at John Hodgman's house. We can, you know, we can do something. We'll be fine. And at some point on Sunday, Teresa said, you know, I did not get that email. Should I have gotten that email? And I thought about it and I said, well, who bought those tickets? I bought them for you, right? And she's like, yep. And she's like, so I should have probably got an email or you should have got an email. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you think it's possible that only you have been rescheduled for Wednesday? <laughs> and I was like, uh. <coughs> and uh, then Teresa got an email that her tickets had been refunded. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so we, call, we, called the, we called the airline, you know, and the cold was three hours or something like that. We literally had to plug our cell phones into the wall and just call when we first woke up and then mm. just have someone in the hotel room waiting through lunch on with, Sunday. With the speakerphone on hold. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And um, and so <laughs> it, was a really, it was a really sorry scene. The end result of this was they said the earliest they could get us out of the New York metropolitan area was Friday, mm. five days after wow. <laughs> our original flight. Um, and so we decided to hunker down with Teresa's best college buddies, actually one of whom was on – like episode two of Jordan Jesse Go talking about sex in the city, oh, our wow. friend Rachel. Um, but we decided to hunker down with them in uh, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Because here's our theory. It's a good theory. The hurricane you comes You want to in... take the Kevin Smith shooting location walking tour. Right. <laughs> You've always wanted to do that. The, the hurricane comes in from the coast, right? Sure. So it slows down the further inland it gets. So why would you be in Park Slope at John Hodgman's house when you could be in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, an hour and a half west of Brooklyn and uh, hanging out where this it's probably just going to be a light rain shower? Sure. So sound. It's a, it's a sound theory. Yeah. It's a solid. It's fucking solid as a rock. Solid Holds theory. up. You're inland. Within 18 hours of us arriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the power is out to basically the entire state of New Jersey. Wow. Um, there's no heat in the house. They have no food. Um, I had filled the bathtub with water, so we did have water. Uh, and we had some water in the fridge. And it, luckily, the water stayed on, so we didn't even need the bathtub full of water. The one thing we were prepared for. Um, we lived a life by the light of five candles and two fading... Uh, flashlights. Hey, for four days. Wow! How did you with, how did a, with a with a child with, with a, a fifteen-month-old yeah. and a three-year-old? They also oh have a three-year-old. Um, it was. Here's the thing: like for the first day, because this happened, we we lost power in Mount Washington, where I live, last winter for three days, okay. and it was a similar situation. For the first day, you're like, this is kind of fun. We're all playing pinochle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reading by candlelight. Everybody's hanging out and playing pinochle. But day two, you're like, I'm hungry and I've eaten the food that I have. Mm -hmm. And then day three, you are ready to 
become a wolf man <laughs> and just go down the street eating human beings and just generally living by the laws of nature, yeah. not the laws Three of nature. Three days. Three days. Yeah. And we were at four days. Oh. So here's another thing. We're in the beautiful state of New Jersey. And when I say the beautiful state of New Jersey, I want to emphasize that I even spent a lot of time in New Jersey outside of the Trenton, Princeton, Lawrenceville area, um, which is where Teresa's buddies from college live, um, and Jersey City, where they used to live. Uh, Jersey City is lovely. um, And uh, (coughs) the Lawrenceville, Trenton, Princeton area is gorgeous. It could not be more beautiful. So anybody who has a shitty New Jersey joke, this is a beautiful, beautiful place. Now, from what I understand, the mayor of Trenton recently went to jail for, among other things, um, putting his mistresses in abandoned houses and then using (laughs) using city funds to rebuild the houses while the mistresses were in them or something along those lines. Um, so there are some problems with certain parts of New Jersey, yeah. but everybody has issues. It's beautiful. Uh, only it sounds a week... like it sounds like it works out pretty well if you're a mistress, though. It, that's true. That's yeah. a good point, Jesse. I mean, I think you're just not sympathizing with the mistress community. If yeah. you're a loose woman with an attraction to men in power, New Jersey might be a good spot for you. You'd or be home. let me tell you this: we had just visited them the previous weekend in a planned visit, mm-hmm. and uh, we went apple picking. Oh, that's fun! That's I'll tell very you. Quaint. I'll tell you what: fifteen-month-olds love. Fucking apple picking. And go around in the apple. They get to ride on the back of a tractor in a oh, tractor wow. cart. You get to they get to eat gross apples off the ground <laughs> that they grab before you can stop them. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things to recommend Jersey. You get get some look, when you go apple picking, you can have some cider donuts. Mm-hmm. You can have some cider. You can have some apples. <laughs> You're gonna say, <laughs> what is a cider donut? A cider donut's like a donut flavored with apple cider. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a little denser. It's sort of more like one of those, uh, you know, those sort of white powder donuts, that that mm-hmm. consistency, yeah. like a denser consistency. Okay, I can dig it. Um, but very, very flavorful. It's a very nice donut. Yeah. Look, very nice donut. Hey. So Never New Jersey is a beautiful place, but um, by the time we left, they just got power. We're recording this uh, on the Saturday following the Monday storm, and uh, they had just they just got power a few hours ago. By the time we left, shit was getting feral. Yeah. Oh, really? Number one, like the day <laughs> after the storm, I posted a tweet on, on my Twitter thing that said um, the state law in New Jersey was if all the lights are out at an intersection, you drive through it at 50, flipping the bird and saying, suck on this. And someone he tweeted me back. Uh, Zena, one of our mm-hmm. most, she said, or no, it wasn't Zena, it was somebody else, said, said, oh, yeah, you're really going to make an easy New Jersey joke. But that had literally just happened to me. <laughs> yeah. That was a literal thing that happened to me. As the, this is, you know how everyone's supposed to band together in a crisis? Yeah. People were literally just going through the interse- intersections, honking at each other, like flooring it, flipping each other off. This is like 24 hours after (laughs) – we're just trying to go to Target. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're trying to find a Target with electricity. Yeah. Actually, for – it's interesting. uh, For a counterpoint, Colton, we were having kind of an interesting conversation a couple days ago. You you lived in New York through some of the worst New York shit that happened. Like, uh, well, yeah, sure. I was there for nine eleven. I was there for the blackout. Yeah, and war of eighteen twelve, and the war of eighteen twelve, <laughs> the fall. Um, and you, but you, you said that I don't know that 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 it even has kind of a 
that it even can kind of get homey or kind of fun around that time. I mean, obviously, the blackout was fun, but yeah, nine eleven. That's nine eleven was horrible. Sure, that's that that's was not fun. A, awful there nightmare. Really, nothing fun about that one. Uh, but after the blackout, once everybody realized it was not a terrorist attack, um, it was very fun, and you just walked around. Everybody was hanging out outside. It was a warm night. Uh, a lot of the restaurants were trying to cook off their food because they couldn't keep it. Uh, How long did the blackout last, though? Well, that was like a 24, 36-hour thing, It right? was uh, – uh, uh, gosh, how long? I feel like it just lasted till the next day at some yeah. point. You See, know. that's the fun part of yeah, the blackout. That's the yeah. fun part. You only got the meat and none of the gristle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part is a blast. I yeah. mean, look, I lived through – You, I lived you through started the, getting into like the walking dead part of the, Yeah. <laughs> that's what – The revolution part yeah. of it. Like I, <laughs> Mondays on NBC. I think that, you know, you know, there's been all this stuff on the news about Obama tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to like and, – and having army trucks drive gas to New Jersey. Yeah. Like that's because people were about to start murdering. And this is over small shit. Like <clears throat> gas – look, I understand – gas is actually important, especially because everybody was running generators. But the truth is like you can make it for a few days. Yeah. However, people were going ape. <laughs> people were fucking ape shit. And I wonder if it is a – here's the thing. Like the place where I was, again, super beautiful place, um, is the most kind of classically suburban place you could ever go to ever. I mean it's borderline rural. But it's like a it's like a suburban environment that you imagine from like <coughs> from just after World War II. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? By which I mean it's completely racially segregated. <laughs> no, that's purely coincidental. What I mean is that it's sort of bucolic. It's like there's big trees, you know, and there's yeah. there's farms and stuff, and water wheel. And I think water wheel. If you're in a you big in city, a wheel. there's sure there's a couple water wheels. Great. If there's in a big city, you get the novelty of we're all instead of all rushing past each other, we're all just going to be like, hey, we've all got something in common. All our electricity's out. Yeah. I I remember that from after the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake in San Francisco. Um, you know, just hey, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, that's all. That's what you got. Whereas I feel like in this situation in New Jersey, to a great extent, people were battening down the hatches. If the people were were getting out the guns. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was – and it wasn't boiling over because among other things – They weren't the, loading the guns, but they were maybe polishing the guns. Yeah. I mean like in the, <laughs> in were, the place – Making sure they were clean. I think if there had been the more yeah. sort of traditional devastation, like if I had been in coastal New Jersey where there were many people killed and there were many, many homes destroyed and so on and so forth, yeah. then it's one of those like what can you do but help each other out things. Yeah. Here, there was a lot of people with generators – there was, I would say, half of the neighborhoods had power, half of them didn't. Um, what if I said this? You know, you, that the way you described that neighborhood, the way you described it is that it would be drawing in people who are a little bit more individual and into themselves. You're talking about like Montanans? Well, just the people who would want to live Westerners, out in the suburbs. Cowboys. You know, uh, you know well, not, not necessarily that, but just people who would want to live in a suburb. Oh, or, you know, yeah. They, they, they all have their own generator. So. When the emergency happened, they only think about themselves, you know, as we're I in the like city. That. They, it's want, like, well, they want a respite. They want a place for them. Yeah. That's why they moved to the suburbs in the first the place. Suburbs, I yeah. believe that. I'll buy that for a dollar. And again, lovely place. 
when the lights <laughs> at the intersections are on. Fucking honking. Yeah. So I, here's, here's something that happened to me three times in one day. This is just me going to Target and coming back. Four-way stop, four, four-way intersection, uh, major roads, all the lights are out. I stop at the intersection. As you're be- supposed to. Because you're supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to be <laughs> stopping as though it's a four-way stop sign. Exactly. Person behind me leans on their horn, swerves around me, and floors it. Hmm. Now, were you making were you making larger apocalypse plans at this point? Were you saying, okay, do do me and the family, you know, <clears throat> get a get school a, get bus, a weapon, school off. bus, RV? Do we head inland? Do we head for the coast? Maybe we can get, you know, we can buy our way on some sort of, you know, refugee ship well, headed here's for the, thing. the Dominican Republic. Here's the thing. Number one, <laughs> anytime you're fleeing famine, you want to head for the DR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just look for your most impoverished island nation. <laughs> Haiti, if you can, if you can get to Haiti, <laughs> oh, you I are say go to Haiti. The shade, and yeah. literally, you will just have shade. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, I, uh, uh, I'll tell you what I was thinking about. So we're there with two of Teresa's best friends, and they're good friends of mine as well. Their three-year-old son Cooper, wonderful young man. Uh, the wife of the family, Rachel, pregnant with child. She's got to be seven, eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's got a huge baby inside of her. Yeah. That's scary. I'm wondering if we're going to have to Donner Party this shit. Oh, oh no. You're th- no I'm way. thinking no. about who's the first to die. If yeah. someone has okay. to die, do you want to save the woman who's going to give birth to a child? Do you want to save the children that are already there? Should we save the three-year-old who can walk better than the 15-month-old? Yeah. Uh, should I just kill everyone and... You know, because I'm a fucking werewolf. Sure. Yeah. Sh- and what? feast and feast on their brains. Exactly. Werewolves to get don't their... eat brains. Werewolves eat hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah, they look for this tough muscle. Right. Yeah. They, they like the beefy flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, so I was, I was really like- Ed, Did you ever think about becoming a mummy? Yeah. Yeah, Sure. No, I've I've often thought about becoming a mummy. That's what you you rarely see mummies in that post-apocalyptic world, and it's probably because they've got it all figured out somewhere. Just oh, like, yeah, they're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> they're chilling with all their worldly possessions. <laughs> the the Down only in their problem, sarcophagus. I thought about becoming a muff, a mummy, but with all the stores closed, it was hard to get enough uh, enough honey mm. for the mummification process uh. to replace all my bodily fluids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could get sawdust, though, right? Yeah, well, I could just pack myself with sawdust, mm-hmm. but that's more of a sort of 19th century sofa than it is yeah. a mummy. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, that's going to be your problem with that situation. Yeah. Do you think that the mummy is the most chill monster? Now that I think about it, I think maybe they are the most <laughs> chill monster. They're pretty chill. What yeah. about the creature from the Black Lagoon? Is that pretty chill? Um, well, I mean, he doesn't seem that chilled, you know. He's like, he makes moves. What about the stuff? That's pretty the chill. The stuff was pretty chill. Yeah, the stuff's super chill. <laughs> Does that yeah. count as a monster? Uh, I mean, that's more like a government conspiracy yeah. gone awry. Yeah. Hey, Brian, Brian, our producer, Brian Fernandez, can you just can you look on the internet real quick and find out if the stuff is a monster? Well, it's yogurt. <laughs> it's mind control yogurt. Right. But it, doesn't it grow, too? Yeah, I mean, it... it oh, yeah, I guess at the end it turns yes. that guy into a monster. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it has monstrous qualities. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. I guess it would, I would maybe consider it a bridge to a monster, a catalyst for a monster. I, I would recommend using Bing, the decision engine. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my recommendation. 
Just if you're looking for a search engine. Or you could just ask Jeeves because then you can put it in the form of a question. Sure. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you ever hear a, uh, a a report about a large storm uh, coming to an area that you're in, will you will you try to leave earlier or do you think you would stick around? Here's – well, I mean – Because I'm, I'm sure that you had heard – you said that you had heard that there was a storm coming but you just kind of were like, well, it's not going to be – it's not going to affect us that much. Well, that's the thing. Like, I thought we were heading to the safest. The problem is we don't know anyone inland from the Poconos. Yeah. I mean, we maybe we could have gone to stay with Brian Fernandez's parents. Brian's saying yes. He's from somewhere in rural Pennsylvania. Hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is that, it, that toward the coast is where you're going to find more people willing to put up me and my family. Oh, yeah, man. I bet course. when... I bet when the fucking shit goes down, when the revolution blackout happens, fucking Amish people are just high fiving like crazy. Like oh, yeah. I bet, I bet the like smug shit eating grins on the Amish people when the total blackout happens is probably just insufferable. They probably had a little bit of that. Now they were probably like, "Well, no, oh, well, we're fine." Do you think same old over here? Do you think they're pretty stoked about all the barns they're going to get to raise afterwards? Oh, man, they love it. They're fucking jacking it. off thinking about all those barns they're going to oh, raise, man. smug they're assholes. Just, yeah. I really – I mean them. the thing of it was that the, the storm wasn't that terrifying. <coughs> okay. I mean maybe it was because I was eight years old, but I was legitimately traumatized by the Loma Prieta earthquake. Like I remember not wanting to go out of the house yeah. and crying a lot. Um, but do you think it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a, like a badge of honor, like the first Amish guy that like jacks off in the new barn that they raised? <laughs> like, oh, wow. They're like, oh no. It, no. please, please Abraham. Jebediah Jack Barned? Way to go, Jebediah. Good Jack Barn. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Sowing seeds for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Do uh, how about this? Since so, since you've yeah you you lived through those two things, here's another question. Do you think that by being sort of in the role of husband and father, that you weren't allowed to let yourself be as like, oh yeah, fuck, this that's is a really good up. point. Like you I had to really lead. you had to deal with it. And... I had to be. I had to take care of business. I had to fill that tub with water. <laughs> yeah, I'm a guest at these people's sure. home. I'm gonna fill their tub with water. I don't give a shit. What if we run out of water? You had to that shoot that you. drifter. You had to shoot. You had to shoot the drifter. I'll tell you what it convinced me. He was to gonna do. take your take your freeze dried Con- meals. Convinced me to always have a lot of canned goods on hand. Yeah. Yeah. The folks we were staying with did not have a lot of canned goods, mm. so we ended up having to sort of drive d- drive around Ooh. looking for places that were available, that where food was available. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a little that was a little rough. But the thing is, is because you never think the thing that I wasn't prepared for. I was prepared for the storm to be scary. I was like, look, we're going to be in inside a house. Okay, as we stay on the ground floor of this house. It's not going to flood. It's not in a flood zone. A tree might fall on it, but it's not going to kill us. You know, trees can't kill anybody. Trees, t- trees do not kill. They are peaceful by nature. <laughs> mm, you guys have never seen Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that I, I think that if if we're in the house while the storm is going, well, if we're not doing anything stupid, given the complacency, sure. we're going to make it through the storm. You're not outside. Swinging a golf club in the air yeah, <laughs> for exactly. no reason. But the thing that I wasn't prepared for was beyond like day two. Like yeah. I thought in my head, I'm thinking storms on Monday, Tuesday's cleanup day, Wednesday I go to Princeton and go to that great thrift store they have in Princeton. <laughs> I didn't get to go to that 
thrift store until Thursday. You were planning your. Oh, you were no. planning. Oh, you were planning your vacation. You were planning your vacation activities. They had. They had power in Princeton. Oh, mm. fucking Ivy League. I know, right? Fucking of course, of course, Ivory they tower. had power back there. Fucking. It probably. It's probably a generator attached to the crew team. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> rowing, or just poor people on the outskirts of Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I tell you guys one amazing thing about Princeton? I'm going to bring it all the way back to this Ivy Style exhibit that yeah. I saw. So Princeton is uh, Princeton is an important university in the history of Ivy League style, which is this particularly American. It's like one of the great American men's aesthetic movements in the mid '60s. The uh, the three roll two. Uh, dartless coat, the classic Brooks Brothers mm. J Press coat, is an Ivy considered an Ivy League style, yeah. right? Might give you dust. Bus. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, it wouldn't because it's got a hook vent. Ah. It's got a center vent, not a side vent. Although he was literally at the in the Ivy League at the time that he was wearing the side vents. So Princeton's is an important school in the history, and I knew a little bit about that. I knew that Princeton was known as a school that was a leader in sartorial movements. In the middle of the 20th century. This is what I did not know. At Princeton, and I have seen this with my own eyes at the Fashion Institute of Technology Museum, when you became a senior, and to some extent still when you become a senior, you get something called a beer suit. Hmm. Yes, a beer suit. This is what this is. It is like a, it is a pair of overalls and like a painter's jacket. You know, like white canvas, yeah. <coughs> like the kind of clothes that uh, the Three Stooges would wear in a movie sure. where they're painting something or, or uh, doing Murphy Brown, the guy who lived in Murphy Brown's house. <laughs> he was always Elton. He was always doing work, and he yeah. was... so the... Elton was a Princeton man, wasn't he? <laughs> it is called a beer suit. The premise of this beer suit is that even in the fifties, people only had, especially if you were young, you only had two suits. Right. Or three suits. So your suits, you had to alternate throughout the week because you always had to wear a suit because you were a grown up in a time when people always had to wear a suit. So you had this suit called the beer suit that you would wear when you were getting wasted so you wouldn't barf on your good clothes. <laughs> and it was overalls and a, and a painter's and a jacket. Painter's. Overalls and so a painter's jacket. So it was made jacket. specifically to repel barf. Yes, and it is and it is decorated. Mm -hmm. It is decorated with the year of your graduation, your your uh, college class. Yeah. You only get it when you are a junior or a senior. I don't remember which one. Um, That's like the fucking... The fucking Princeton town burnout's like, oh man, dude's twenty five, still wearing his beer still suit. Still in his beer still suit. Still in his beer suit. Oh, now here's the thing hmm. about the beer suit. So you get you're issued it when you're an upperclassman. You're expected to wear it at functions. Mm -hmm. Then you go to all your reunions because I mean, uh, Jordan, I just got a notice for my ten year college reunion is coming up next year. Mm -hmm. Um and I probably will not attend because I don't really give a shit about people that went to UC Santa Cruz. I have nothing to gain from these people, outside of you, Jordan, of course. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, it, if you went to Princeton, all the people that you knew in college also went to Princeton. That's yeah. the secret of the Ivy League. The hmm. secret of an elite college is not so much that it's such a great college, though it may well be. It's that all your other friends from college also went to an elite college. So when they're 40, they do the things that 40-year-olds with, that went to elite colleges do, which is to say, control the lower classes. Yeah. So, 
you go to all and they reunions. shed their human skin and reveal yes. the reptile with it. All bow towards <laughs> the same right toward the glowing the, ball in mm-hmm. the middle of a, a dungeon. You go to all your class and reunions. then Dick Cheney sodomizes you. From what is, I understand, it is not until you get to your twenty fifth reunion that you are allowed to wear anything other than your beer suit. At the reunion. Oh, wow. So every reunion, everybody's wearing their beer suit. Yes. And as I understand it now, the beer suit has become a beer jacket. But the beer jacket mm. does still exist. It's oh. just And is it made of like overalls. a pleather or something to it's, repel the barf? It it's is not now, about repelling barf anymore. It's now different every year. Sometimes it is completely covered in tiger stripes, the mm-hmm. Princeton Tigers or whatever they're called. Something tiger-like that's not tiger, I think. Yeah. The orange or something like that. But they... They uh, they're decorated in different ways every year, but typically it's it's something related to that classic thing. Yeah. It still exists, and when you get to your twenty fifth reunion, which again, this is when you are forty seven years old, yeah. you are allowed to wear the blazer of your class. So that's when you are upgraded from beer do suit they to know blazer. That, do they know that the beer suit looks ridiculous? Is that part of it? Is it like it's like a yes. razzing thing? It's like a hazing thing? Yes. It is a 25-year hazing process. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, this is how you get become a lizard man. Yeah. If you didn't have to go through this shit, everyone would just become a lizard man. Yeah. You know, if it was as simple as, say, converting to Judaism, which is, I think, what some would tell you. You become a lizard man just by converting <laughs> to Judaism. You automatically. <laughs> the jury is still out on that. But yeah, you I mean, automatically get control of the world's banks. Sure. No, the, you have to go to 25 years of reunions in your mm. beer suit while all the classy older guys are wearing their crested blazers or whatever. Yeah. You know, their special class blazers. Beer suit fucking blew my mind. Yeah, beer suit's great. I love beer suit. If I'd have had a beer suit on this thing, <clears throat> no heat in New Jersey. No heat. No heat. I was wearing one sweater on top of another fireplace? sweater. No fireplace. Oof. Just cold. Trash can fire? And cranky children. We had an oil drum fire. Oh, that's nice. And uh, Frank Stallone was there. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's singing a really cool original song. What were your... Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What did you do? What were just... How do, you, how do you spend the day in a no power storm house? Okay, so during the day, we did have gas in our cars. Mm-hmm. One day we drove to uh, our friend Sean teaches at the College of New Jersey. Yeah, social scientist. Is there. it dangerous to drive? I mean, obviously there's no traffic lights, so that's dangerous. Well, it was dangerous are... in the sense that people were insane. Sure, but it wasn't. There weren't that many people on the road, so it was. It was. It was okay. Um, there were a lot of roads closed mm-hmm. when I decided to go to Princeton to go to the thrift store on Thursday. Um, uh, I did have to take like seven different roads. Like I just oh, wow. kept having to make random turns and hope my GPS took me on a road that was not closed. Mm. Um, but mostly like one day we went to Target and the grocery store. Um, well, that's fun. We that, make a day out of that. That took, we basically did. That was a three plus hour process. Wow. Because part of it is you want to get a hot drink. Mm-hmm. You're so cold. You want to see if you can find like, a discreet place to plug in your phone or cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, after the first day, the cell phone service went out. So, oh, so there was no towers. Or there anything. was no anything. Yeah, we were totally, completely incommunicado. Um, you sort of, you can walk down the street. Uh, you have to be careful of the downed power lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which there was one two two doors down, so we could not walk that direction because we could die. Um, and there was a an enormous tree leaning on the leaning against the power line, and like it was at like a 
40 degree angle. <laughs> a very dangerous like it was, angle. It was definitely leaning on the power line. It had pulled down most, it had broken several power lines. One of the power towers, or what was that called? Power uh, tower. Electrical pole. <laughs> what Tower of Power tower were power. there. Yeah. And <laughs> awesome. They were doing the Oakland. No. They, All acoustic, though. All acoustic. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you horns. Yeah, you don't sure. need amplification yeah. for horns, my friend. So this tree is leaning. It's broken several of the strands of the power line. Those are just flailing on the ground, sending oh. out sparks, you know, like, like Doc Ock's arms, just <laughs> whipping murder around. Uh, the tree looked like it could fall at any second. It was fucking insane. Seriously, we played cards, which I do not enjoy doing because I want to win too bad. And Boring. then I feel bad about how bad I want to win. Yeah. yeah, And I don't enjoy winning. And then I hate losing. Yeah. And it's my wife. She just wants to have some fun. Yeah. Um, we just tried to do anything to keep the chill. I mean, what the fuck does a 15-month-old know about a power outage? It's just screaming and bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Now, now how – I guess how is – I mean, how is Simon's day-to-day different without power? Maybe not really. I mean, is he more difficult to take care of without power in some way? Well, you can't do anything. Yeah. And also, you don't really have food. Yeah. So those are the two – like you're giving him little pieces of a pizza from this one pizzeria that opened <laughs> despite the fact that they didn't have power. Oh, wow. They just opened until dark. What were they cooking it with? They had an, uh, they had an oven. They oh, okay. had a gas oven obviously oh, okay. and they were cooking in the gas oven. But And they were just trying to use up all of the stuff that they had I guess. Yeah. So we had that like – I don't even know. Uh, Sean made leek and potato soup at some point. Um, there's really you're really fucked. Like it is a really fucked up situation. Because yeah. yeah. and the other thing is, unlike in the city, like when I've been in disasters in the city, you can just go out and kind of check shit out. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's nothing to check out unless you want to walk several miles when you're in the bucolic wonderland of Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Look again, it's a beautiful place, a lovely place, but it was a nightmare zone. Yeah. So I mean. Ultimately, you are just fucked. The ch- Simon started waking up like in the middle. Simon would get too cold in his bed because a little tiny kid, you have to be really careful about putting blankets on them because they could smother in the blankets because mm-hmm. they don't know. They're not. And so we would dress him up in a lot of, all the clothes we had brought for him. That's the other thing. Like the f- weather forecast had not predicted anything below like fifty-five or sixty as a as a mm. as a low for the for, for the week. It had been unseasonably warm before the hurricane. Yeah. So like we have him wearing all of his clothes. He just wakes up at two o'clock in the morning screaming. He wakes up at four o'clock in the morning screaming. He's sleeping in our bed. He's kicking me in the you know neck. Ugh. It was. It was truly. It was. It was a tough situation. But you know what? But you did it. I fucking did yeah. it, man. I fucking you did it. You now know the timetable. You when know how long you have. Shit starts to go crazy. You know how long you have. When that shit goes down again, you'll be like, "All right, we got three days to get out of here before it's going to start to unravel." You're you got a fu- ahead of everybody else. I know to fill up my gas tank ahead of time yeah. so I can bolt. Just Camp get foods. in Target the first day, and then just find some way to stay in Target. Mm-hmm. It sounds like. This you set up camp oh, in like the an, like in uh, Opportunity Knox. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Frank Whaley and uh, I think Jennifer Conley. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> I'm willing to set up camp at this point. I'd be willing to set up camp in a Super Kmart. Oh wow, Super K. Possibly a large longs. <laughs> if there was a large longs drugs, I would probably be willing to set up camp there rather yeah. than go through this again. 
Yeah. So you got a generator or it longs. They got to keep the prescriptions cold. Yeah, they can't let those things get warm. Nah, Something like that. Warm prescription? Not me. Don't want a warm prescription. It's gross. Nobody wants it. Look, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Morris, Cassie, Kathy Bates. Sorry. Sorry, I the unsinkable we Jesse uh, yeah, Thorne. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Colton, what are you? Tandy Noon. <laughs> um, this episode of Jordan, Jesse, go, like most all of our episodes, brought to you in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. Our thanks to the good people at Ask Metafilter, we should probably ask Metafilter if the stuff is considered a monster. Yeah. That's the kind of question they could really dig into. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, guess, it, I guess in the case of the stuff, the real monster was the military-industrial complex. Mm. That's a really oh, good point. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much for saying that. Anyway, listen, if you watch Matrix Revolutions, <laughs> you listen yeah, you to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Um, who's up on the Jumbotron this week? It's Hollywood Access Services Solo DX. Uh, this is a audio description of film and television for visually impaired folks. So basically, these guys did all of the, uh, have been closed captioning our episodes of Put This On this season. Um, I'm immensely grateful to them for that. We, we had gotten requests from people saying, can you close caption this because I'm, uh, you know, because I, I, uh, I'm uh, hard of hearing or what have you. And we really wanted to do it, but we didn't have the means to pay an actual pay, pay a service to do it. So I just said, you know, what's the best way to do this, whatever. And they said, hey, listen, we, we run a transcription service that, that specializes in access stuff for your media. And why don't we do it in trade for Jordan Jesse Go? They've done an amazing job. And they have this new product called Solo DX, which is a software system for this purpose that has, um, you know, you can, among other things, download MP3s of the descriptions so you can sync easily. It's it's really cool. Um, they're a really cool service. So if you're out there, you are a media maker. You would like to make your work accessible. They have reasonable rates and they have this really cool platform, Solo DX, which you can find out more about at solo-dx.com solo-dx.com if you if you want to get up on the jumbotron go to maximumfun.org/jumbotron if you want to sponsor a future future episode of the program email teresa at maximumfun.org t h e r e s a we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Call him Don Tiny Newton. What? Uh, I think, actually, I think um, listeners uh, will probably be excited to know that um, Colton uh, had a hand in the Key and Peel sketch that was discussed a few episodes back where all the football players say funny names. Uh, yes, I wrote on that show. Yes. It, it's, Did uh, you write any of those funny names? Uh, we banged out some of those names. I'm not sure which, if any of mine made it into the sketch. I think there was one. Donkey Teeth. I know it was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Duke Mary at the Maraquan. Yeah, that was a great, That's a, that was a fun sketch. That was a sketch, uh, I believe Jordan brought it in and, you know, started reading all the names 
And it was one of those sketches where it was like, let's see, I wonder if we're going to cut some of the names or we're just going to keep going. <laughs> and, and they just kept going, you know, doing both teams. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. <sighs> And also, also worth mentioning, I think, is the sketch where the, the two valet parkers are obsessed with the career of Liam Neeson, ah, yes. but not just his action movies, his uh, uh, art house work, too. That's right. Yes. No, yeah, that's uh, the first sketch I wrote for season two uh, called Liam Neeson is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a great sketch. And if, you, if you'd like to see that sketch on YouTube, please go to the Facebook page and request Liam Neeson's is my shit on YouTube. Because they only put a certain They only put a certain of... number up there. Yeah. And that's my, that, you know, that's my favorite sketch. And, uh, and I want Liam Neeson to see it. So let's get it on YouTube. I'm, yeah. ha- I'm happy you're involved in that television program, Colton, because it is one of my favorite television programs. Oh, that's good. I love the show. Now, granted, am I three weeks behind because I was just caught in some sort of nightmare post-apocalyptic scenario? Word. Yes. Are you three weeks behind because you were gone for five days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was gone for ten days before that. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, I, that, that shit is tremendous. If you Seriously, if you're out there, you're not watching Key and Peele? Fucking shit list. You just got on my fucking oh, shit boy. list. You do not want to be there. Buddy, I- These guys are working hard for the money. They're making choices. They're skilled sketch performers. It's not just some fucking stand-up comedian who's got a couple funny ideas and is going to half-ass his way through a sketch comedy television program. These are gifted comics with a point of view and skills at performing comedy characters. That's right. I'll give you an example. There is a sketch... With a bunch of college football players and their funny names. Yes. There are probably 30 funny names. They made a choice for every single funny name. There is no half-assed funny name character in that entire four-minute list of names. No. (laughs) Choices made because they are real sketch comedy performers. We had great makeup department. Funny dreadlocks on some of those guys. Great facial hair. No offense to some of the funniest people out there who have made half-assed sketch comedy shows (laughs) with brilliant moments. Nick Swartzen, Dave Chappelle. However, I will just say that I really appreciate watching a sketch comedy show with gifted sketch comedy performers in it. In addition to the fact that the sketches are great and the show has a, a brilliant and incisive point of view. It's a great show to work on. Am I wrong to think that one of the big Achilles heels of Chappelle's show was that he had no interest in being in a sketch comedy show? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to question. off the air. I'm not here to question that Dave Chappelle is a brilliant comedy genius because, of course, he fucking is. He's amazing. One of the great sketch comedy uh, – one of the great stand-up comedians of our time. And that show was full of great sketch comedy ideas and some really brilliantly written sketches as well. But at any given time, Dave Chappelle could have taken or left performing on the show. (laughs) That was the impression that I remember from watching it. Sorry. Okay, you want to take some calls? Why don't we? I'm I'm done spouting my controversial opinions. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good show. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. I have a momentous occasion. Um, I just came home from my sixth circus class and... I just climbed the rope for the very first time. I made it to the top of the rope. And it was very exciting and exhilarating. More powerful than ever. Thanks. Bye. 
I sometimes think about just fucking leaving it all behind and putting all my savings into circus classes. You know, who needs this Hollywood rigmarole? Managers and spec scripts. There was a clown college yeah. close by to where I uh, I started doing improv comedy years ago in Minnesota, and a couple of people would go to the clown college, and I, I never I never went there. I so you, you like you were presented with a choice every day on the way to improv. I You're like I, I can just, I just I just go into this clown college and get it all figured out. But yeah. you know we we mentioned Ten West earlier in mm-hmm. the show. One of those two guys, Stephen Simon, went to clown college. Yeah. And the other one was a groundling, if I remember correctly. Um, I would say this. There is something to be said for going to clown college as long as you don't then become a professional clown. You can learn important skills – I know when I was in uh, when I was in high school, the theater arts high school I went to, one of our professors was a professional clown um, and taught a physical theater class where I learned some things that were very useful and valuable to me when I later performed sketch comedy. However, kill me if I ever become a fucking clown. You know what <laughs> I mean? Rough. Like this is just the worst. It's pretty weird. It's a tough life. It's a weird job. Nobody <clears throat> wants that for themselves. Well, some mm-hmm. people do, well, but they're people. a mess. Yeah. They have fucked up priorities. They're probably out there taking circus classes. Finding the Freedmans. Oh. <laughs> you want to be a clown. Yeah, yeah. you're going to end up finding the Freedman situation. You don't want <laughs> that. Sure. You don't probably, want any of that. Probably Eichmann. I mean, we don't know whether Eichmann <laughs> wanted to become a clown, but yeah. probably. Yeah. He did have a bunker with a lot of seltzer. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can only speculate. I, think I bet if you're one of these, the like... The circus is different, right? The circus yeah, classes must be much more acrobatic. Like, yeah, I'm guessing this is, like... This she said is she climbed some... a rope. I didn't do that. I did that in high school, like in gym class, so I don't... Right. Uh, yeah, I wonder yeah. I wonder what she's talking about when it... What, maybe, yeah, maybe she is... Maybe this is more of a Cirque du Soleil yeah. acrobatic... I'll tell you what. Hmm. You know, I, as I mentioned, I went to arts high school. You know, I know people that did theater stuff. I mean, circus stuff. I just, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here. No. no but it sounds like you're about to whip out a really, really big brush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Far be it from you to generalize. Let's just say they're not, not the worst. Okay. The circus folk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, there's some... You could learn to do an amazing thing in circus. I mean, here's the thing. You, this woman sounds like a good woman. She likes our show. She's sure. accomplished something she never dreamed she would accomplish. So I don't want to tear that down. But it might be. You the you're worst afraid. You're afraid she's on. You're afraid she's on a bad path. I just think that she should not get really into it. Mm-hmm. If she's just taking it on a lark, the same way that you would take, like, I saw a sign up on the wall on a on a uh, post in uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn, where I was recently, and it said, "Learn to play ice hockey." Hmm. And I thought, "Shit, that sounds fun." Yeah. Look, I'll go out and play ice hockey, and if you go and play ice hockey, and then you want to be the guy that plays ice hockey, I'm fucking go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. Dave Hill's deal. If, yeah, exactly. Fucking Dave Hill plays ice hockey. Sure. If it's good enough he's for great. DH, he's the best. We're talking about East Coast Dave Hill. The- Colton, you probably know both Dave Hills, right? I know both the Dave Hills. Congrat- yeah, as a that sounds person fun. who has lived on both coasts. <laughs> Do you have a, st- I mean, I don't, you know, 
I don't want you to. I know to one be... Dave Hill better than the other Dave Hill. Which which I one? Did a, I did a show with one of the Dave Hills. Okay. Which East Coast or West Coast? The West Coast Dave Hill. Hmm. We did a show called Crime Scenes, which was a sketch comedy show about police stuff. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That was funny. That was, was great. Show. We went did did Aspen, the Aspen, HBO Aspen Comedy Festival when that was still going on. Wow. Okay, I, look, you, I know you guys are having fun with your industry talk. I'm trying <laughs> to change someone's life. That's right. That's right. Here's the thing. So what I'm saying is if you just want to acquire a neat skill, like for example, from that class I took with the clown guy, I still know how to do a stage hair pull really well. Okay? Balled up fist on the top of the head. Yeah. So <laughs> And I know some like of also from theater school, I know some fencing moves mm-hmm. that I totally uh that I totally impressed our friend who was in the pe- in the uh modern pentathlon in the Olympics with. Oh wow. I was like, "Hey, look, I know this fencing move." And she's like, "Yes, that is a real fencing move." <laughs> So there's something to be said for acquiring an interesting skill. But do not become a circus skills person. Do not become a person that's always fucking with devil sticks or juggling shit at inappropriate times or like doing weird stretches when you're just trying to hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're worried about hangout stretches. Yeah. That shit's nasty. It's gross. I don't want to look at your weird stretch. This girl will be in Burning Man in two years. That's (laughs) That's my concern. Yeah. Yeah, That is my concern. And she's going to be a (laughs) central figure. I have a hard time. Did you see the rope lady? You've got to go see the rope lady. (laughs) Right. I have a hard time, and I know what you mean. I sympathize with a lot of this stuff that you're saying, Jesse, and I, I, I agree with a lot of it, but I have a hard time dissuading people from this sort of thing because ultimately what they're getting into is a subculture that's basically a fuck fest. And to deny someone that, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who am I? Who am I to say? You're just saying did she, could, she's going to climb a lot of ropes. Sure, yeah. Or, you know, whatever the vagina equivalent of a rope is. Maybe this is some sort of lesbian circus circle. Who are we to say? Isn't there something we could encourage her to get into? I guess the problem is that most of your fuckfest subcultures Mm -hmm. are are by nature for weirdos. Because (laughs) the reason that you end up in in the fuckfest with the other people in a subculture... And not just with the world at large is because sure. you struggle to relate to the world at large. Is that fair to say? I think so, yeah. I don't think that's off base. Are there fuckfest subcultures? For normal people, no. There's got to be something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I maybe the whole like, world. A lot. There's a, what a is it? <laughs> the whole thing is a big fuckfest. Maybe for you, Colton. <laughs> yeah. um, to quit, quit your bragging. The co- the <laughs> maybe co- for flowers <laughs> with their pollen. Yeah, maybe if you're a flower. Yeah, I'm always getting my stain <laughs> pollinated. Yeah, a bee will land in me and get pollen on its legs. That I, for me is fucking. I'm a flower. I want to know what fuckfest <laughs> interest. Yeah, is the least is the most fuckfesty. Right, relative to the level of unpleasantness. No, like, and I definitely think that this needs a graph. Like and on this graph, it, like uh, like Ren Ren Fair people. See, I say that's, that's what I'm talking. I say about. that's high fuck fest, high obnoxiousness. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So that is. There we go. I mean, I think you're. I mean, that's at the top. That's at of the top. Both. Yeah. All I mean, right. and so and the, here's the problem. There's a lot of things that relatively socially conversant people do <clears throat> in their sort of non socially conversant time. Yeah. You know, especially dudes. You know, like a trains or something that are 
there's, there's no fuck fest there because yeah. there's civil no war reenactments mixing of the genders. <laughs> yeah. So what is the thing? Can we put that out to the audience? Yeah. I want to hear pitches. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'd like to see this graph or I'd like to see some people graph this. Yeah. I mean, steampunk needs to be on there. Improv classes need to be on there. Sure. This is something that can also be a social, improv like a social liability, but have, also kind of a fuck fest. Improv classes, you're going to have the classic problem of any nerd pursuit, which is you're going to have a four to one ratio. Sure. Yeah. Although I'd say probably that's that's is that, that, that gap days? is closing. I think if you look at your average intro improv class slash improv improv show, that that gap is less getting better all the time. Getting better all the time, but sure, a concern. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's not I just not a say, concern. You want something where I mean, that's one of the great strengths of circus. Sure, you will have equity between the genders totally you know, in the circus community. Being in a high school musical. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid one, totally. Yeah. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be pretty obnoxious if you're in that. Yeah. What you leads know. you? What what gives you? What well, what makes I you the less? I my way through a few high school musicals. <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. You mean you and Teresa fuck while you watch the High School Musical Disney Channel movies, <laughs> <Glee>. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. You guys watch fuck during yeah once a week during Glee. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that is an interesting point. Yeah, what what makes you the least socially obnoxious, but still gets you that intimate, enthusiastic community mm. that you can have Working sex at the within? Mac store. <laughs> the genius bar. <laughs> the genius bar. <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. It's pretty good. I've noticed that. I mean, I think that the gender disparity in there is pretty. It's, it's, it's pretty even. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm even. sure they keep an eye on that. You know, they have to have a a pretty diverse face out to the community. I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, well, I want to hear what people have to say. 206-984-4-FUN. 206-984-4-FUN is the number. JJGO at MaximumFun.org is our email address. I think we got some more calls, right, Brian? Let's hear what we got. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. Um, I was very, very excited to get out of my house and go on a mini vacation and avoid my in-laws and wife and child. No, I love them. They're all great. And I... Took the, uh, the weekend off work. I'm a bartender. Drove to the Pocono Manor. So excited. I'm just like, you know, super pumped. More powerful than ever. I get to Pocono Manor for Max Fun Con, and uh, the concierge is like, we don't have you checking in until tomorrow. I psyched myself up so much for Max Fun Con that I got there a day early unaware and then this wave of embarrassment and like am i a crazy person i'm not sure and i just felt really embarrassed and then i turned around uh only to be bumped into nearly uh by jesse thorne baby simon and wife Teresa. and oh geez it was the most jesse you gave me this look like matt you showed up a day early get it together thanks guys <laughs> yeah, I met that guy at Max oh, One Con. Like I a, forgot about that. It's like a, yeah, it's like a kid who wakes up at four in the morning for Christmas. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm all for that. You know, Max, Max Fun Con's not a bad choice for least least unpleasant fuck fest. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess for it to be really, really appealing, it would have to be like a weekly thing, right? The fact that it is so sporadic. Quilting B. Quilting B. Yeah, book club. Anyway, just, yeah. just just spitballing here. So what did that guy do? He just hung out at the... I think he just paid for a night at the hotel. 
Oh, really? Oh, he just... Well, because once you're in the Poconos, what are you going to do? Drive back? It's like yeah. a two and a half, yeah, three yeah. hour drive. Yeah, I don't think he was Did he gonna... tell you that whole story there when he ran into you? No, I did I did hear either from him or from someone else that he had show, accidentally showed up early because he thought it started on Thursday. Um, yeah, but you know what? You get a, we get a nice – you can go out to the – if you're in the Pocono Manor, you can go mm. out to this – you can go out to the club and shoot some sporting clays. Oh, sure. Wow. Got I've never been to the there. Pocono Manor. What's uh, – what's, what's, uh, give me the uh, – hey, You should come out and teach sell. a class next year, Colton. Sure, I'll teach a class in rope climbing. <laughs> Honestly, Colton's actually probably probably better qualified to teach the improv class than I am. I'll, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, I don't want to give away my spot, but, I mean, if we're looking for a more qualified improv. Yeah, you're not, I've, I've in, you're not invited I've next Jordan year improv. one way or the other. Huh? You're not invited next year one way or the other. Oh, God, oh. thank you. <laughs> I just uh, – Your dick couldn't take I guess by all that fucking – Your balls are thank so you. drained. Thank you. Brian, we Sex got means nothing left? anymore. We got two more. Okay, let's let's fucking spin them out then. So I'm walking down 2nd Avenue uh, in Manhattan and – oh, right, Momentous Cajun. Hi. Uh, and my neighborhood just turned on, so that's good. Yes. It's uh, – I guess it's as powerful as ever. All right, bye. <laughs> as powerful as previously. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. great. Second Avenue, New York City, the Big yeah. Apple, the city with broad shoulders, the Windy City. Did you guys ever live there? The Golden no, Gate uh-uh. City. No. no. The Emerald City. The Emerald City. <laughs> did, you go, this is, did you go right there from Minnesota? I did. Yeah, I took a Greyhound bus from. Wow, you know, that's kind of Where in Minnesota classic. are you from? St. Paul. Okay, well, I, I hear that's nicer than Minneapolis. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, it's uh, it's different. They're two, you know, they're very close together. Two very different cities. St. Paul's a very pretty city, very uh, nice city to uh, grow up in. Minneapolis is a little more fun. It's got a little more stuff to do. A little better, you know, downtown. Uptown. Where does Prince live? Uh, I don't know where Prince lives. There are more I'm tunnels. There's more tunnels and uh, overground passageways in Minneapolis. We call them the Skyway System. Yes, Skyway. there's more mm. Skyway System in. I've been I've been to that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. Oh, yeah. No, everybody. been on the Skyway system, Colton. <laughs> Come on. Get real. Get your head in the game. Let's take this next call. Minnesota. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Jesse from Maryland. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just left the early voting polling place here in Maryland where I voted yes for question six, which would allow gay marriage in the state of Maryland. And I feel like a million bucks. Um, my paternal grandfather lived the last uh, maybe 30 years of his life with his male partner, Randy. And he's since passed away. I mean, he's passed away, but knowing uh, he, he's passed away, but he never had the chance to marry the man that he loved. And so it makes me very emotional to be able to do something to help people like that in the future so more powerful than ever thanks you know what we don't we don't do politics on this show sure as a general rule however as long as my shit list is out Mm -hmm. if you're fucking keeping gays from getting married you're on my shit list (laughs) not cool you know what? Is we that, can differ. Is that politics? It's we can politics, differ. Is it? We can differ on matters. They've made of, it a political issue. We can differ on matters of taxation. Mm-hmm. You and I can. We can have diametrically opposed views about America's role in the world. But let's just let the gays <laughs> get married. Yeah. 
listening to that, I was thinking I'm very happy for that guy that he was able to do that vote. But it, it, I'm kind of bummed out that that's something that has been put out to a popular vote I... anywhere <laughs> that some people can get rights. That's that's yeah. just, that's that's just ridiculous. Uh, this is just it's on the topic of elections. I think there's, there's this is I'm awkwardly inserting this in here, but I think it's just too funny and weird not to talk about. Did you th- read this thing in? Esquire about I think the guy's name is John Flake and he's running for Senate in Arizona. No, he's this guy who's running for Senate in Arizona. I think Senate, and um, you know, and the the thrust of the article is like, hey, Arizona is kind of a crazy state right now. It has lots of weird racists, but it also has lots of immigrants. So, what are we going to do about it? Like, why why is this like the world's craziest state? They did not mention Alice Cooper's restaurant. I think that was their first mistake. <laughs> you really, if you're going to run down the hot topics in Arizona, yeah. you're going to talk about that Maricopa County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're going to talk about Governor Jan Brewer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're yeah. going to talk about she Alice does. Cooper's restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do the hostesses have to wear the Alice Cooper makeup? I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this dude, so, so you know, and the, the idea was like, this guy is a conservative, but he's compassionate. He has some sort of... Like Bush. Right, yes, like Bush. So he's got, you know, some sort he's, he's one sixteenth Mexican or something like that. So he understands blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and they're doing a pretty good job. The guy sounds real reasonable. He's a Mormon. He's kind of a nice family man. They have some, like, fun pictures of him and his kids. And there's this moment where they're at a rally for the guy. And a it said, like, a distant cousin came up to him, like a real, you know, someone that he knew as, like, a family member. But they're Mormons, so they've got a lot of cousins. So this guy comes up to him and... And the guy says, so uh, where do you stand on proposition blah, blah, blah? What are we going to do about the wetbacks? And the guy – and so John – I think the guy's name is John Flake. gives a very reasonable thing. It's like, well, obviously illegal immigration is a problem, but we need to be compassionate. And, you know, the, like there's economic influences, so I'm considering everything when I'm deciding how to vote. I'm like, oh, that was re- really reasonable. Wait a minute. That guy just said wetback. Yeah. And you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything about you, it. Yes, you gave a very you gave a very measured But he basically accepted that wetbacks right. was the correct term oh. for the illegal. He was okay. Yeah. And you know, maybe he opposes this policy, which is which is maybe maybe racist, but he's okay with someone casually saying wetback at one of his rallies. <laughs> at one of your things. While Esquire is there. Yeah, I know. But also Esquire guy doesn't say anything about it either. <laughs> really? No one says anything thing about it anyway saying <laughs> something saying something about something someone that agrees with you being full of shit mm-hmm. i have to say that 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 with that time when geez we're going deep in politics here but mm. we're going to wrap it up in a second yeah that time that that time that john mccain class act like a week before the election <laughs> just ripped into that guy who was implying that obama was not a real american and yeah. so on and so forth i was like i was like you know what that is actually – I have a tremendous <laughs> respect for someone who does that. Like yeah. somebody who calls their own people on their bullshit oh, yeah. with nothing to gain from McCain it. McCain did it a couple times too. He did it with the yeah. old lady that – the woman old and he's like, no, he's not a Muslim. He's – you know. Yeah. Like and, – and God God bless folks with the guts to do that. And you know what else? God bless the wetbacks. <laughs> am yeah. I whoever, wrong? Whoever am they I may be. This yeah. Whoever that may be referring wrong. to. Yeah. yeah. We don't, you know, whoever that is. We all, uh, it, we it, all like the to hardworking, have... right? That's where the term comes from. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the hardworking people out there. Uh, uh, 
You, you know what? Here's something interesting. Uh, yeah. Cloud Atlas teaches you that in the future, everybody Ooh. looks like me, pretty much. Everyone's, really? Yeah, everybody's got like a... Like a big guy, like a burly, a burly broad shoulder, broad broad shoulders shoulders wearing. nice plaid shirt, plaid garrulous. They're all uh, sort of light-skinned like I am. Oh, interesting. interesting. Brown. I mean, and I think, even, I mean, back... Even even Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is dark, a little, he's got a tan because he's, but he's like, he lives on this wild island. Oh. Like the future people who come to visit him are, it's... It's, it's a whole bunch of. Does he like, have a volleyball at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, oh, so Cloud of, Atlas happens in the same have, universe. Like, that range as the as the Cosby Show. Sort okay. Of <laughs> I mean, I definitely noticed in the in that last Matrix movie, maybe one of the most hilarious slash ridiculous scenes was this big rave that they yeah. have. Oh, that was the worst. It's so awful. But everyone in there is so, like, distinctly biracial. You yes. know, like, everybody is. Um, yeah, it is, like, this weird utopia that those Wachowskis like to hint at. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Can I say one more thing about politics? You may. Yes. I may have mentioned this on the show, but America's politicians, that no Latinos are important, but don't really know any Latinos, <laughs> just because you know a half Cuban guy does not mean he should run for president of something. <laughs> <laughs> like, just because you found a guy whose parents spoke Spanish, like, there is a guy in New Mexico, a Democratic candidate for a major office, senator, governor. Mm-hmm. I really got the specifics down on this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is, geez, like, he is like Puerto Rican or Dominican or something like that. There are no Dominicans in the Southwest. (laughs) But, like, there's no Puerto Ricans. There's no Cubans in the Southwest. Yeah. But, like, they're just like, I don't know. It's like if people expected, like, us as white people to relate to a Scandinavian guy. (laughs) Yeah. You'll relate to Torstein. (laughs) Like, he knows. He knows. About your thing, your to deal. To me, or... that particular brand of weird pandering is one of the most racist things going on in American <laughs> politics right now. That just everyone just thinks, number one, let me just say, I'm I'm a fan of Cuba and the Cuban people. Mm-hmm. My wife lived in Cuba for a time. Um, I like to go to uh, La Cochinita, a great Cuban <laughs> restaurant in Silver Lake. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I will... There's that one in Culver City. I forget the name. It's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a real solid restaurant. So the, But the thing is, is like all of the other types of Latinos, very, very, especially in the United States, do not trust the Cubans because <laughs> the Cubans are so fucking different from them. Yeah. It, these are very different cultures. Yeah. It's really, it's like, it's as though you, it's what it's really like is as though there was like a country in, say, the Middle East mm-hmm. where there was an increasing number of British immigrants and a French guy was running for president <laughs> on the basis that they were both Europeans. Yeah. Like, ooh, give me the creeps. Okay, look, we're done with fucking politics. <clears throat> the point is... See Cloud Atlas in theaters see now. Cloud Atlas. See Cloud Atlas. Vote, vote, you know, to make your life better and for the way you think your grandparents would like you to vote. Yeah. Just vote however your grandparents would want you to vote. <laughs> So vote for Werther's Original. (laughs) Write in vote for Bob Barker, the Barker Werther's ticket. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. (laughs) 
Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne. The unsinkable Jesse Thorne. Jordan Morris. James Conn. <laughs> Who was in a popular film. I know Jimmy him as Jimmy Conn. Yeah. Well, it's because you hang out at the grotto. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And uh, Colton, you got to introduce yourself. Oh, else. nobody's going to know who the uh, fuck you yes, are. Uh, Colton Dunn, Charles They've, S. Dunn. <laughs> you literally killed a man. <laughs> yes, literally <laughs> killed a man, and then you were the star of Rock. God, so you know, the, so weird. The I uh, I was on um, I was on a podcast recently called Improv on Tape mm-hmm. with uh, former Jordan Jesse Go guest Chad Fogland, mm-hmm. and the subject of Rock came up. I have, not, I have not talked about rock in five years. I, here we go. I These watched a happen. lot yeah. of rock as yeah. a child. I only watched rock live. Uh, and <laughs> Dude, I, I want to get Charles S. Dutton on Bullseye sometime. We, in fact, we tried to get him on <clears throat> recently. <clears throat> um, Charles S. Dutton, number one, killed a man. Number two... Like was originated almost all of uh, August Wilson's plays, at originally at Yale and then later on Broadway when August Wilson got super famous. Number three, he's the star of Rock. I loved Rock. I bet it's Rock true. is pretty good. Yeah, is there any way to? Is there, I mean, is that made its way on Netflix yet? I was no, eight at not. the time, so it's probably. hard to say. Yeah. But I bet Rock is pretty good because Charles Chills. Dutton is pretty great. He was great, right? Yeah, I mean, they'll just be sort of the. Sort of time things won't make sense, you know. Tell them. <laughs> like everybody's they wearing eight ball jackets, and they will no cell phones, a lot of like pagers, a lot like, of Clarence like, a Thomas lot of, jokes, a lot of Clarence Thomas, <laughs> and jokes. Anita Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, Colton and I, uh, after we wrap it up, kind of have a fun adventure we're going on. We may, it may even lead to us being incarcerated. Colton, would you say that you're, cons- um, you're uh, worried be. about yeah, jail? Yeah, well, we, I don't. Yeah, but you know, we might, we might have to face a uh, run away from some cops. Is it voting fraud? Yes, we're going to go vote in multiple I can't help but notice that you're African-American, Colton. What we're yeah. going to do is we're going to find drunks, yeah. and we're going to take them from polling place to mm-hmm. polling place. Oh, we'll keep voting. My fingers are crossed that you find Edgar Allan Poe. I know. That's how he died. That's the best. Um, yeah, no, uh, Colton and I think we know of a... And I, we're, I should mention we're taping this on, a, on Sunday, on a Sunday, Sunday evening. Sunday before the election. And before the release of Halo 4. We think we know a store that is illegally giving out Halo 4s. And by giving them out, I mean selling, selling them. Oh, them. is it more expensive, do you think? Do you think we're playing a premium no, for I this? I doubt that it will be that much more expensive if yeah. it works. When does it come out? It comes, comes out, out on Tuesday, Tuesday, Election Day. And even before we were here, we were talking, I was saying, you know what, I know it's, I think the place is close by, but I've already, pre- I've already prepaid for my copy on Tuesday. Uh, and then, then Jordan's like, no, yeah, I think that place is really close by. And a couple more minutes went by, and I was like, I guess maybe we should just go by. <laughs> you, Would you, you say from- that the Microsoft Corporation on Tuesday is asking for America to vote for the star of Halo, Master Chef? Mm-hmm. Master Chief. <laughs> yes, Master Chef. Iron Chef. Iron, Iron Chef. Chef. Iron yes, Chief Halo is Master a cooking Chef. simulator. Yes. <laughs> Every single time I see Ma- Master Chief, I think it says Master Chef. <laughs> I should point out I've never actually played Halo. Which well, I that think makes is sense. I think that would help. That would, yeah, that would yeah. definitely help you sure. equate. <laughs> Master, there's no not like it's not like no culinary. Time. No. Yeah, I don't think you even eat. You don't even see see him. No, eat. there's maybe a health pack on the wall that you might grab. But yeah, that's about the that's closest it gets. Sure. So you're saying it's a lot like Wolfenstein 3D. 
It's a, it is a lot like yeah. Wolfenstein 3D, sure. actually. That's not Excellent. too far off. Well, then we're on board. There's a lot of German yelling. What are we talking magic. about? Are we talking about some sort of uh, gray market, um, likely Korean-owned? Yes, I mean, specifically Korean-owned. It's called Neck... Well, I shouldn't say what it's called. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's a place. It's a place. And we think... But we don't know if there's like a code or not. Like, we do we, we just say we, it's not going to be on the shelf because they'll get shut down? Yeah. No, we have... Uh, through Facebook, people have been posting... Uh, Secret code. ...pictures and information. So you I should know to... that you cannot go to jail for this. Yeah. This is not a jail. <laughs> this is a purely civil matter. <laughs> right. We won't go to jail. They, may... In the past, they said that they may ban you from Xbox Live. Yeah, and that's they like see you jail. Playing the that's game. basically worse than jail, maybe even death. It's. I think it's worse than jail. Yeah. Because at least our, our buddy Ian though, our buddy Ian though, is flagrantly playing it yeah, on he's, Xbox. He's, yeah, I looked online. at. I looked at what he was playing today, and he's just playing it. He's not like cloaking himself. Ian Walters door. Yes. Oh, Should I have said his full no. name? No, uh, you shouldn't have. You guys just said you were going to do this. Yeah. Well, we did not. We said we might. We, we were, were thinking about it. And yeah. This well, is also our, for entertainment. Our, this show. It's sure. not a documentary. This is a play. <laughs> this is an original play that we've written. Colton, are you are you saying that this whole show is for tobacco use only? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yes. This is a water pipe sold at a blacklight poster store. Yes, I don't know. I think I and and my thing was like I'm not. I have like a couple of games that I'm playing and I'm really enjoying. And I'm not a huge fan of the Halo games. I like them, but I don't love them. But I think the fun of getting the game early with like a password is maybe too much. Yeah, too much fun to pass up, and I would have to do it. Think about this, Jordan. Yes, let me offer you this possibility. Mm-hmm. You get this game. Mm-hmm. You've got what forty eight, seventy two hours mm-hmm. before this thing comes out. Seventy-two hours. with with the game or without it with the game. Oh no! no, no. <laughs> you just, I think this is what we were talking You're about ratio be going of. To, club to club. You just flash it, just shove it down you your pants. You want to come to my place? Yeah, and and meet, meet Master, Master Chef. Chef. Sure, meet Master Chef, which is the name of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I even felt like our buddy Ian was bragging when he was playing it on there today. And oh, I clearly, feel like I want to, uh, you know, yeah. You can't I do let feel like get I, away with it. There's a keeping up with the Joneses like, type Nothing would be better thing. than both of us to pop online in two hours, also playing it. Yeah, and that would like, show him. Oh, I'm not as cool as I'm I thought cool I was. I thought I was. I thought I was super cool. Turns yeah. out I'm not. Which is what he would say to himself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just wish us luck. Are you thinking about having sex with Ian Waltersdorf at all? What? Because he's what? got the game. No, oh, this is the biggest. No, weird. Tr- that's how do you? That's what how do you think do? sex works? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what chicks do. Us yeah. guys, we get the game too. Yeah, we need to be talked to a little bit. Like I can't just imagine Ian and then get you know. Do you think mm. about Master Chef? I, if I think about Master Chef, I just get hungry. Yeah, <laughs> we're guys, enough. so we think about Cortana. <laughs> yeah. That's a female character in the yes. largely male Halo universe. Yeah, you, yeah, we've been here for far too long. Two zero six nine eight four four fun is our telephone number. JJ Go at maximumfun.org. Hey, I haven't said this lately on the show, hmm. but if you have not reviewed our show in iTunes oh, and you yeah. just sat through this hour and forty five minutes of nonsense. Go into iTunes and review that shit. It yeah. actually makes a difference. But don't say that the show was nonsense. Say it was good. Yeah. Do not go in there and and also don't go in there and post a review that says like, well, they told me to post a review, so I'm doing it. And then that's the whole fucking review because thumbs down for that bullshit. Yeah. Post an honest review. Give us an honest five-star hey, review. And while you're reviewing stuff, 
While you're reviewing stuff online, you should watch me and Colton's web show, Game Shop. It's very funny. I watch on f- YouTube.com slash start. I literally Every Wednesday at noon. Literally watched the first episode in a parking lot of a Target when I should have been saving my batteries for something important Thank I later you. learned. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And I don't know from MasterChef. There was a lot of jokes. Uh, there were like there was only what one or two Wolfenstein 3D jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I did catch those. Yeah, I did catch. There will those. be an episode where Wolfenstein is playing on in the background of the of the episode. <coughs> Excellent. Well, then you'll look forward to that. I've got that to look forward. So, I, yeah, I would say basically everybody at this point they've gotten to know you over the years, mm-hmm. Jordan. Now they know Colton very well. Sure, they're probably going to go to YouTube.com/slash/start and watch Game Show. They should, and Sweet. they should, and if they enjoy it, leave a nice comment. That yeah. goes a long way. That, oh, that yeah. way, the that way, the money men mm-hmm. will know that uh, that you guys aren't a bunch of faggots, <laughs> right? Yeah, which will do not which, want that out there. Yeah, yeah. So no homo. <laughs> YouTube.com. Slash start. Uh, if you uh, are, let's see, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Brian Fernandez on the boards. Thank you, Brian. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>